Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. I'm pretty excited about today's show. It's going to be a little different today. We're going to have a couple of guests on at different times. One will be new, and I hope that you'll really, really enjoy her. Um, I think we're all going to enjoy her in the future. So, let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you with thankful hearts. As we head into this Thanksgiving season, next week, well, it should always be Thanksgiving season in our hearts. For you are such a great God who blesses us in so many ways. Father, once again, we thank you. We thank you for your love and for your grace and for your mercy. And for your open arms, always ready to take your children back when they have fallen. And to forgive us. Not just forgive us, but cast those sins as far away as the east is from the west. Thank you. Father, we ask for your guidance and protection. For you to grant us with wisdom and courage and discernment. Father, may we learn from your word. From your holy word, may we learn to be like you, to love like you. But may we learn from the bad kings of old. And may we rise up as your people, praising your name and restoring this nation for such a time as this. When it all seems to be completely upside down, inside out. Nothing makes sense. They call good evil and evil good, just as you had said it would happen. May we be a people recognizing this and rising up for righteousness, not for the right or the left, but for your righteousness. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Well, this morning, Rudy brought with to me a picture, a meme. He shared it with me. A man in prison. He's behind bars. And within reach, just outside those bars, just barely within reach, are two items. A loaf of bread and the keys to freedom. The picture showed him reaching for the loaf of bread. And the caption read, If you keep them busy with basic needs, they will forget about the freedom they lost. I worry about us, America, being lost in many ways. So, I had a little trouble focusing this morning because we're going to have Daniel on. 
and we'll talk about things that are happening. And then we have a new guest that we're going to bring, and it's Amy Wertheim, and we'll explain that later, but she's a candy maker. And I found her story to be quite interesting, and I think you will too. But as Rudy showed me this meme, he said, that makes me shiver. It causes a little fear. Is that the way the American people actually feel, that they're going to reach for that bread because they've kept us so hungry and forget all about the freedom that we lost? And this is what came to Beth's mind. It's a dangerous place to be sometimes. And so it was in the days of Biden, who ruled and did not lead. He and his governors removed the God from all places. The only God was their government and its house. And its house was called the Temple of Democracy. But it was truly a temple of an oligarchy. It was filled with prostitutes and greedy men and women who used their offices for evil and their own pleasures. The people of the land became subjects, not citizens. There was a great famine, suffering, and hunger, and inflation became a greater depression than this land had ever seen before. There was a great division and fear among the people. People were taught to hate one another for their race and for their faith. There were poor, and there were very wealthy, and no class in between. In the days of Biden, a dark cloud of evil hovered over the land. It was there for the taking. Other godless countries invaded the land and stripped it of its fertility. They brought with them violence and disease, immoral living, and human trafficking was the new normal, and the people were sore afraid. It was decreed that there should never again be talk of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. All property belonged to Biden's government. In the days of Biden, a free nation ceased to be and a seized country began to die. The once prosperous United States of America is now divided states of America and the poorest country of all, mocked by other lands and soon to be consumed by its enemies. The politicians lived as kings, but many enemies surrounded them, and the people lived as peasants and paupers. And so it was in the days of Biden. The free and independent United States of America was fundamentally changed. You know, I don't know about you, but when we read about the kings in the Old Testament and how some of them, very few, were good kings, and the majority of them were consumed with their power, whether it be kings of Israel or kings of other nations. There were the rich and there was the poor. There was no one in between. What made the United States of America great was that in between. And they are squishing it out. So I hope you enjoyed that and thought about it just a little bit. The FDA... 
This is coming from American Greatness, and I saw it on a couple of other uh, outlets as well. Rudy had this one. He was he was on top of it this morning. <laughs> he had this one ready for me when I walked in. It says the FDA claims it needs 55 years before revealing the data on approval of Pfizer vaccine. Now, I want you to stop and think about that. The Food and Drug Administration requested that the courts allow the agency to wait until the years 2076 to release all the relevant documents regarding the approval of the vaccine developed by Pfizer and BioNet, Bio, how do you go, Intech, as reported by the Daily Caller. Now, I want you to stop and think about it because here we have the, in the days of Biden, where they are wanting to force everyone to inject themselves with this vaccine. But the vaccine, the FDA, well, we need 55 years yet before we can divulge the data that we have. 55 years. Why 55 years? What is it about the 55 years? That makes me just want to run across the street and go get a shot in the arm. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> 55 years. And I haven't heard this morning other than we have a hung jury so far. They have not been able to come. It's 6 and 6. These people are scared to death, I dare say, at what decision they may come by. CNNBC has been banned from the courthouse, from the courtroom, because they had a reporter following the jury bus. It's a bad world in the days of Biden. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rule America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in Rule America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Subpar immune system throughout the world is probably the reason COVID-19 secured such a foothold on the population. Strong immune systems help prevent sickness. If you have a weak immune system, you might consider using Immuno 150. It was formulated to strengthen immune system. Immuno 150 contains 70 plant-dried minerals and 80 other nutrients. 
go to your computer and visit immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. If you don't have a computer, call 888-316-2224 for mailed information. Prepare to be surprised because Immuno 150 is effective and produces results. I urge you to try Immuno 150 if you want to improve your immune system. For more information, visit the website immuno150.com or call 888-316-2224. 888-316-2224. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bring an America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. We have returned to listening to CSU Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we're going to go to Daniel Turner. Daniel, I don't know what we're going to talk about today because there's just not been anything going on. Yeah. <laughs> so quiet these days, Beth Ann. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what's on your mind? What's got you all riled up today? Uh, happy, no, happy Friday, by the way. Happy Friday to you, and let me throw in quickly my happy Thanksgiving, because uh, next time I talk to you, Thanksgiving will already be over, so I'll say that in advance. It will be. You know, I'm just keeping my eye. It was very disappointing to see the the, the Biden build back better. Again, Mm. a lie. That's not anything about building. Uh, But disappointing to see it pass the House. One Democrat defected voted with the Republicans, so there is bipartisan rejection of the bill. It was in, it was good to see the Republicans at least vote as a block. For a um, yeah, it probably doesn't stand a chance of passing in the Senate because uh, two Democrat senators have already said they will vote against it. Um, and then the, we will use that to either primary them, they'll use that somehow to bol- uh, bolster their hopes for 2022, um, but there's there's an awful lot I dislike about the bill. Obviously, the price tag. I hate some of the thing, most of the things that are in it. Mm-hmm. But what I really, really dislike, and this is something we have to demand our legislators change, is we have to stop these enormous omnibus, ten thousand page, multi trillion dollar bill that no one reads. If all of the things in here were so good so essential to the world's survival, from climate change to health care to child care. If they were all so good, they could be voted on individually. But they're not that good. They have to throw them all together in this huge bill. And then, as Pelosi has so very clearly said in the past, 
You need to pass it in order to find out what's in it. And that is not how our democracy should work. Not. And I was going to ask you, and maybe you know this and maybe you don't, because it's a, it's a question that I brought up last week. I don't know when they started doing this, combining these convoluted bills where they put stuff in there. The stuff doesn't even have to relate to one another. They do it in no. then. It's to cover their own behinds a lot of times. Do you know when they started doing that? What century <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, I I don't, and I, I I tend to think it was in in the latter years. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Republicans um, during the the initial stage of of the the Afghan and, and Iraq War did a lot of this right in their mm-hmm. in their um, uh, not uh, what's it, a military authorization? I forget the, the acronym for it, but um, the authorization for military spending bills—they just threw everything in there, and that's where you got some of these multi-billion-dollar price tags for the F-35. That people said, "Why is this so expensive?" Right? It, just a lot of things all hidden in in military authorization uh, bills, and and it just became the norm. Right. I mean, Joe Biden won. Well, let's put that in air quotes. Won the election. Everyone <laughs> knew January 20th was coming. They knew he was going to be sworn in. They knew the Congress was there. You're going to tell me from January till now they couldn't have passed individual bills that had to wait till the week before Thanksgiving to cram it all in one huge bill that no one has read? What are you trying to hide? Well, and the fact that they're willing to vote on them when they don't read them tells us they really don't care. Yeah, they don't. And they They do this every year since I've been really paying attention. Now, there were years, I'm just going to be honest with everyone, I was raising a family and I wasn't paying attention and I should have been. But since I have been, every single December we come down to this omnibus bill and we've got to do this or it's going to, uh, well, we'll extend it six more months or we'll extend it 30 more or 60 more days. Every single time they go to vote on one of these things, they do it more than once a year because they Mm -hmm. keep extending it. And, you know, you say it's it's not going to pass in the House, I mean in the Senate, but then last night they said that Schumer and, and McConnell have already been talking and I think they're cutting deals. So I'm a little concerned that it might. Yeah, I mean, I'm I sure don't they will. I McConnell any farther than I could throw him. Sorry, I didn't mean to know, I'm sure they will come up with something. Uh, and, and, and then, but regardless of whatever they come up with, though, the talking point will still be that these two significant pieces of legislation uh, three, actually, that Joe Biden got passed in his first year in office. The $1.9 trillion stimulus bill, which was early on, and then the uh, um, infrastructure bill last week, and now his Build Back Better plan. And they will now have this rallying cry to say we have saved the country. Um, so I, we just have to hope that we have to demand it goes down in, in defeat because um, it is terrible legislation. Um, and, and it doesn't accomplish anything but just adds grift and, and theft and, and waste of, of money. The fact that the legislators haven't read it means they didn't author it. So it does make you wonder who's writing these pieces of legislation. Obviously, Congress isn't, or the Congress people themselves aren't writing it. 
so their staffs are writing it, but who's influencing the staff? Who's who's in charge of this process? So it's just a really terrible symptom of an incredibly broken system, um, and the American people are just stuck with the bill. Yeah, and I think we're fed up with it. Uh, one of my very smart listeners just uh, let me know that the omnibus bills began back in 1950. There you go. Yeah, that long ago. That long, yeah. I figured it. That's that, you know, that's longer ago than me. So yeah, <laughs> barely, but it is. <laughs> it's um, it's really dis- disturbing that they do this over and over and over again, and the American people act like they can't do anything about it. And uh, we need to make those phone calls, folks. I know we're going into a holiday. They know you're going into a holiday. You need to make these phone calls, uh, 202-224-3121, and tell them no. Vote no. If I don't care if your representative is a Democrat or Republican. You call them and you tell them, your senator I'm talking about, and tell them no. And if yours yeah. voted against it, call them and tell them thank you. Keep up the good work. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We, and, and, and it's the only way we can start defeating these things little by little is when the Congress knows that um, that, that people are watching them. You know, the, 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 they have used the COVID, ongoing COVID nonsense strategically because that has prevented Congress people from hosting town halls. It's prevented them from um, allowing access into the Capitol building. But there are still no staff meetings happening in Congress because of, quote, unquote, COVID. And really what it is is because they just don't want to talk. They don't want to hear from you. They don't want people going to their offices and saying, you better vote no on this thing or I'm voting against you. They don't want to go to them. We all remember the beginning origins of the Tea Party. Oh, yeah. How it started at those summer town halls. Well, they don't want those town halls. So you know what? COVID. Oh, my gosh. Because I am so concerned about my my constituents and their health and well-being. Sure they <laughs> cannot possibly have a town hall. It's like, no, you just don't want people to yell at you and tell you that you are doing a terrible job passing these huge, wasteful bills. Um, and this, this this Build Back Better thing, it's got billions for climate lies and, and theft. It's got billions in giveaways for student loan forgiveness, for uh, um, uh Child care paid for by the taxpayers for, you know, all sorts of, of just free giveaways. And once government starts giving these things back, we're never going to take it back. But there's never going to be a Republican who will vote to end the free child care that the Democrats so lovingly gave them. And then that's just a little more encroachment into the state running every aspect of your life. Yeah, I think it was the gal from St. Louis said, give them free child care. And they'll be happy with anything else. Just yeah. give them free. They they won't care about the inflation. They won't care about this. They won't care about that as long as they have free childcare. And yeah. they're taking this country down, and they're doing it rapidly. And I know we're going to run out of time here, but I saw this morning, and I was telling my listeners before you came on that the FDA now claims it needs 55 years before revealing the data of approval on Pfizer vaccine. 55 years. 20, 55. 2076. And somebody just did the math and said, that's 300 years since 1776. <laughs> so, Maybe that's the beginning of the third, the third wave of the revolution. Yeah, I remember the, the same people telling Pfizer that that's okay 
they can hold out for 55 years, are also pushing legislation that says you have to get notified. Uh, the IRS gets to get notified if you make any transactions above $600. Yeah. And you say, boy, you want to scrutinize the smallest details of my bank account, but this injection you're going to hold in secret for 55 years, they don't seem to have the same sense of transparency, and do they? And they demand that the people take the shot. Demand Exactly. It. And the children. You know, that's the ones I'm really concerned about, it, the children. It's, it's just, you know, the people need to rise up. We don't need to be violent, but we need to rise up and we need to start demanding things. In our state legislature and there in D.C., they don't want you there at the House in the Temple of Democracy. They don't want us coming there anymore. Thank you, Daniel, and happy Thanksgiving. Are you going home? Real quick. Nope. Nope. Stay, Stay home and cooking. All four. right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. God bless you. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right back. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and I promised you that we're going to have someone special today. And I, um, I'm going to say we're going to go away from all the 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 political jargon we've been talking about, and we're going to say how sweet it is. So what I have, what, who I have today, I hear her talking in the background. I have Amy Wertheim. Am I pronouncing your name correctly, Amy? Uh, Wertheim. Wertheim? Yes. Okay. Like Werther's. Oops, we don't want to mention yes. another candy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, in searching for Made in America companies and products, sometimes I get pleasantly surprised, most of the time I'm pleasant, pleasantly surprised and excited when I stumble upon a new company, company that I haven't heard of. It's not new, and that is RGW Candy Shop. And Amy is the candy gal. And I was reading her story, and I thought, this is just too good. And so this is really a really bad intro for you, but we're going to jump right in there and talk about Christmas and candy, because I'm assuming that my listeners can order candy. And yes. uh, and I have to have a disclaimer here. She sent me some candy. I haven't got it yet, so I haven't been able to taste it and drool and get chocolate drool all over my papers, but... I'm looking forward to that happening. <laughs> so, Amy, you are yes. a third generation in in the candy business, and that's yes. what I want to talk about first, and then I want to talk about your real passion um, in the other side of your business. You know, you're in yes. good company as a female-owned business. I have my business. It's female-owned. And did you know Betsy Ross owned her own business? That she was I a did not know woman. that. She was not a seamstress. She was an upholsterer. She worked underneath another person, and then she had her own business, and that's what she did. You know, a lot of people want to say bad things about all these founding fathers and mothers, but by golly, they worked hard. <laughs> yes, they did, absolutely. Well, let's tell the story. Yeah. I'm just going to let you tell the story of uh, RGW Candy Shop. Okay, so we kind of go back to, you know, to the 1930s, but even before that, so our family originally on my, on my dad's side, on my dad's dad's side, came over here from Germany, um, during the war. And so my, 
grandfather a lot, my great-grandfather Elias actually came over here, and he's the only one of his entire family to survive. Wow. And they, yes. So we know exactly where they were all, you know, killed or were shipped off to and everything like that. But he and his uncle are the only two that actually made it here. So when he landed here, he got a job down in Asheville, I mean, sorry, Ashland, Illinois, and he was working as a butcher. But then he was hired on in Lincoln, Illinois, to run the state school. And his kids, there were four of them, all worked for him. But the oldest, which is David, my Uncle David, he wanted to do his own thing, and that was make candy. And he had his grandmother, so it would be my grandfather's mom, taught him all of these old German recipes. And so they started making candy in the 1930s in Lincoln, Illinois. And we, the place still stands where they were at. It's an old garage. And they did really, really, really well. So they moved to Peoria, and they were across from Bradley's, and there's a Starbucks there now. But they were across from Bradley's, did really great there. And then they got into a fight over a girl. And so my grandfather came home and married the girl. And my Uncle David went out west. And while he was out there, he married a lady, and they moved to the state of Washington. Now, kind of a side note with that, he actually was a kind of a chemist in his mind, because anything you do with real candy making, not kind of how you see it today, but the actual candy making in the early 1900s, it was chemistry-based. Hmm. And so he actually made the first Apple Center and did really, really well with it and sold it for millions of dollars. Now, this is in the 40s. Sold it for millions of dollars. Close the shop. Call that again. It was a what? It was what? An apple. It was an apple center. And if you ever work with real chocolate, not a coating, but actual chocolate, any just a drop of water in it will completely ruin the chocolate. It sets up, seizes up, and it's just it just becomes garbage. Wow. So he was able to figure out how to make this apple center and dip it. And um, a company came in and bought the formulation from him for literally millions of dollars. Wow. Um, unfortunately, he liked to go to the track and bet on the ponies, and he lost it all. <laughs> so well, we all have relatives like that. I <laughs> know. Uh, so he, he did this over and over and over. He made, the, like, the first cherry cordial. Um, what really? we know today is a cherry cordial, but the original one, he's uh, credited with that, uh, sold it for millions of dollars, headed to the racetrack. Unfortunately, when he died, uh, it was after a racetrack episode, not a, hey, look, I just sold it for millions of dollars. You know, I've got a I've got a brother-in-law that he just absolutely loves those. Those are not my favorite kind of candy, the the cherry cordials. They're not mm-hmm. my favorite. It's they're too sweet. But I do love yeah, them. Rudy's point. Right. He loves them. <laughs> Rudy's pointing mm-hmm. at himself over here. He loves them. But, and a really really good cherry cordial needs to sit for six to eight months to really cure correctly. Otherwise, you get that super sickly sweet you know, syrup in it instead of having it develop that flavor. And that's what I don't like. So I've never had a good yep. one then. Well, I don't make them. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we're going to see home. So much for that hint. Yeah, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> so here's the thing. I say that, and then you know, you know, in a couple of weeks I'll be fiddling around with it just to see if I can do it. Yeah. So. So my grandfather came, you know, back, married the girl next door. Um, we It's a big farming family. We have, uh, there's about 5,000 acres here. Uh, we had corn and beans. We had a big cattle ranch, and we had racehorses. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather, unfortunately, he was taking care of the hog operation. Um, and we kind of laughed because the 
physical property I'm on is where the hog operation was. They would go to Chicago. They won the World Barrel Show nine times. And people would come from Europe over here to um, look at the hogs and take hogs back with them. Now, this is before planes, so they'd take them on a train, take them on a boat, go back to Europe. But he had a heart attack, so they moved to town. And my dad and his middle sister bought him a copper kettle for Christmas in 1947. So he started making candy himself in 1948. Uh, We have the original recipe book still, and it's from last printed in 1909. Um, And so any of the candies that we make, that's what they're based off of. So like a caramel needs three ingredients. Commercial caramels have 17 to 21 in them. We use three ingredients. And that's why our candies are so different um, and delicious. So when people taste them, like, oh, my gosh, I've never had anything like this. <laughs> because yep, it's real. Know, because they it's don't not, make a lot nope. of that anymore. Yeah, no preservatives. It's real. Yep. you got to eat it right yep. away. <laughs> no preservatives, the flavoring's out. No, so here's the thing. If you make the candy correctly, it'll last for three or four months. Even That's a awesome. caramel. It really will. Um, so then um, my grandfather died in 1977. Uh, my dad took over. He was already working with him doing the candy and farming, too. But then in, my dad uh, got sick in 2016, and I had my corporate job had moved to another to another state, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave. The land's here. You know, the farm's here. I had an urban spice farm, urban spice farm I had started. So I started working with the candy, and we'd always said if I were home, we could go wholesale. So that Christmas I was here. We tripled the sales that year in 2014. Uh, we went wholesale in 2015. We were in 61 big box stores by the end of that year. And then it just kind of went great guns from there. Now, my dad did die in 2017, and we kind of pulled back from a lot of the bigger box stores and did more online sales. But then I started doing the specialty creams. It was our 70th anniversary. And so now we have a box of 16 creams that we sell, oh, my gosh, a crazy amount. It's just People order like 10 and 15 boxes at a time along with all of our regular candies, our Christmas candies that we do. We have the gift tins and, you know, all of that. So it's it's kind of gotten crazy. People usually order like, you know, five or six tins at a time. And, and this year, you know, we've got people calling up saying, okay, I'm, I need 48 tins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> well... Well, let's let's tell um, we're going into this first this break here, and then we'll be in the final segment of the show. I told her she could just stay with me. We'll finish her out. But um, rgwcandyshop.com, that's rgwcandyshop.com. May we give a phone number? Sure. It's 309-830-4361, and we ship, we ship everywhere. Okay. You ship to California, Missouri? Good. Yes. You're listening to it. I did. I did send it there. I went, as soon as you told me you didn't get it, I went in and looked, and it's, right now it's sitting in a Missouri uh, hub. Well, we're, we're in a break. So. Whether it wants to leave or not. We'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. 
Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled, and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar Chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar Chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. When I think of bringing America home, I think of family sitting around the table. As a young girl, it was my job to set the table. Setting the table meant tablecloth, plates, drinking glasses, and the flatware, which had to be placed correctly on the respective sides of the plates. Regardless of the time of year, sitting down at the table is an American thing to do. It's a great family. Liberty Tabletop can help you set your table. They are the only flatware manufacturer in the United States of America. Using high-quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. All that and with competitive prices. When you order, use the promo code BETHANN to receive 10% off of your order. Visit LibertyTabletop.com or give them a call the old-fashioned American way. 844-386-2338. That's 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. Let's set the table and bring America home. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHANN, or call at 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. 
And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. Amy, I have to I have to put out a disclaimer here. <laughs> that uh, commercial you heard about buying to uh, bar candy, <laughs> that is not my commercial. <laughs> I already looked it up. It sounds intriguing. <laughs> it does sound intriguing. Tilly said there's no alcohol. And I thought, well, who wants that? I'm, I'm really, I don't drink. I'm just making that up. But it is an affiliate CRN network, and instead of charging me, they take one of my network uh, 60-second spots, and that's what he was running, and I forgot all about that. Well, that's <laughs> so, okay. little disclaimer there. Um, I haven't tasted it. And, everybody uh, else in the industry. <laughs> we're, we're totally fine with that. Good. And you may know him. I think he's got his own talk show, and he does uh, uh, cooking. So I guess this is kind of his baby this year. Anyway, I want to get back to you. I want to get back to... Now, I was interested, I'm awfully interested in the candy, but I'm also interested in the other passion that you have and where you said the candy, you're the third generation. On the farm, you're the eighth generation? Yes. Well, I'm the, yes, I'm the seventh. My son is the eighth generation. Oh, okay, okay. So we've, we've been here since the 1830s, and our kind of little claim to fame with that is Abraham Lincoln used to stay at my um, our family home when he traveled between Springfield and Bloomington when he was on the circuit as an attorney. Well, that is awesome. Yeah, so he always stayed with our family when he was traveling. So, But we've done, we've had corn and beans for a long, long time, but we started, we diversified in 2010, and I put in an urban spice farm. Okay, and that's what I wanted to hear about, because you've, yeah. you've gotten some awards on that. I have. Um, it's kind of funny. Um, it, we just kind of do our own thing here. Well, that's, um, but, that's what um, makes it the best. I know. And, and the, the people are like, oh, we're going to give you this. Uh, but we started doing – I do a lot of cooking competitions to de-stress. So, like, the cooking competitions you see on TV where we have, like, you know, three hours, like the Pillsbury, things like that, I do those kind of things to de-stress. Oh. And so um, I was at a state competition, and a good friend of mine was there, and she said, hey, you need to – I was helping her do – her herbs for the herb competition. You need to grow your own herbs. You're always here. I said, ah. Oh. So in 2010, I was still working at my corporate job and, you know, sitting in a lot of meetings. So I kind of designed out um, an idea for a big herb garden. And I grew our first herbs, took them to the state competition. I actually ended up winning the grand champion. So what herbs do you grow? What herbs? Oh, my gracious. We have over 83 different kinds of herbs that we oh grow. So there's like, we had, this year we had five or six different basils, which are, you know, common to what people right. know, things like right. that. But we grow a lot of medicinals along with the culinary herbs. And the medicinals we actually dry and we process and we make those into like the natural salves, lip balms, lotions, soaps, you know, hair products and things like that. So, and all, and all wow. the herbs that are any of our products are grown on property. We don't buy them from somebody else, so that way I know there's nothing in them. You know, they've right. not been sprayed with anything. So, we are organic. I just don't pay somebody $3,000 so they can print a piece of paper off their computer and say, oh, look, you're organic. Talk about the farming scams. There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> You gotta watch when they say all natural too. <laughs> oh yes, yes. So um, and then we put uh, a hops field in in 2017 because we have hops that go back to the 1930s. 
So the 20s and 30s. So when prohibition was going on, yeah, we were good with that. (laughs) But we have our own hops that we are testing to be able to sell those. But the hops that we have here on property actually go into one of our herbal teas. So we have teas also. um, And then we dry a lot. We have 24 different culinary herbs that we dry and we package and sell. Um, do you have a so it, Do you have a website just for the herbs? We don't. Um, okay. I've tried to wine effectively to see if they would let me um, go up a level where the candy company is and put like the Wertheim Enterprises because that's kind of our corporation where everything falls under. And right. then click on you know a picture of the candy, go into that one, pick up, click on a garden one, and they said nope, you're going to have to have a totally separate website. And I'm busy. Just haven't had yes, time. So we throw a lot of those onto the candy um, webpage. So like our our camps that we have in the summer for kids out uh-huh. here in the gardens and the candy camp that's on there too. So um, I do know that a lot of the dried herbs and spices will be out there after Thanksgiving for orders, and then the lip balms and the salves. But we've just had so many people call and order and we've been shipping everywhere it's we're it's it's been great we've 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 had a really very supportive customer base and they're very enthusiastic about their shopping this year well it sounds like you're doing great and we'd like to help you expand (laughs) you know you know me we're always trying to sell advertising but i tell you what the story was so fascinating to me and then when I started reading about your herbs and the spices, well, actually, it was when you, you wrote something on the chocolate thoughts, and I guess you'd, you'd hurt your finger and you put the salve on it, and I'm going, and she goes, wasn't that a neat way to get the little plug in for my salve? And I go, what is she talking about? Well, people always say, how much candy do you make in a year? I said, well, it depends on which one you're talking about. Do you want pounds or do you want pieces? So was it kind of a... I was being tongue-in-cheek. I kept track of how many pieces of caramel we, we did every year. So yes. when we make caramel, it's in 100 pounds. We make 100 pounds at a time. It's poured out on the table. We cut it into 20-pound slabs, cut it into slices, cut it into pieces. That year, we did 125,432 pieces. So that's why I was kind of, you know, being kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek saying, no wonder my hands hurt. I need to go use some of our, you know, sore muscle salve. Put my hands Well, I thought it was fantastic, and I can't wait. I hope I can get there and meet you sometime. I can't wait to taste the chocolate. I'm very interested about the herbs. You know, I've got a son. I've got several of them that like to cook. I I I cook, but I'm I'm a I'm just a home cooker. You know, I just yep. make stuff up. But um, you talk about uh, entering contests. I did that one time. Betty Crocker, I think it was, or Better Homes and Garden. I can't remember which one it was now. I was My kids were really little. And it was for Bisquick. It was Bisquick. And I did something with Bisquick, and I turned it into a cheesy biscuit. I didn't win, but those cheesy biscuits are very famous at Red Lobster. <laughs> you need that royalty <laughs> And I didn't even get a thank you. You know, they said, we'll take your recipe and you don't have any rights to it, you know. And so That's right. They do do that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, every time I eat one of those, I think I was yeah. first. 
I did it first. Now they're even selling the mixes in the in the grocery stores. It's like, oh well. Yeah. Anyway, yep. we're about out of time. <laughs> it's the fastest hour of the day. When we do two segments, it's really fast. I do want to hear more. I started to tell you I've got a son that was uh, an army cook, and he still loves to cook. And when he 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 hasn't right now, but when he had a little spot, he was he was raising his own herbs, some of them, the ones he used the most. And so I know that growing your own herbs and spices is the best way. And uh, he really, you know, so I think he'll be excited. I'll, I'll share your website with him and, and uh, what you do. It's just amazing. Amy, the best part of my job is meeting people like you. <laughs> I just love it. And uh, can't wait to taste your candy. We'll talk again sometime real soon. And uh, if, if we don't, you be sure to have a very happy Thanksgiving. And oh, be you too. Absolutely. Oh, yes. God, God bless you. People like Amy are what we do to bring America home. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center where heritage and responsibility instill character, where educating both hearts and minds brings about academic excellence. There is a school in American Fork where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. Based on LDS principles and a love of country, now in our 39th year, American Heritage School is accepting fall enrollment for kindergarten through high school. What would you do for your child? Give them an education that will prepare them for life. Located east of the Temple in American Fork, American Heritage School is a remarkable and affordable alternative. Visit us, find us online, or in the yellow pages. American Heritage School in American Fork.